guys, what is good? This is Morgan Mueller coming at you with the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. We actually have each of these episodes begin as a YouTube video. So if you would like to watch the original content on YouTube, search my name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N, Mueller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R, on YouTube, look for the Joy and Hope logo. But otherwise, thanks for being here. Enjoy the podcast. Morgan here bringing you another episode of Joy and Hope in the new year. Happy 2020. I hope your New Year's resolution, if you have one, is going great. I actually had a really good friend a couple months ago tell us about what she does for New Year's, and I thought that was really cool, like as far as a New Year's resolution. And there's this organization called My Intent. I-N-T-E-N-T, my intent, like my intention, and you take this little quiz, survey, whatever, and it give, it generates a word or a phrase, and not exactly synonyms, but kind of related words or phrases that go along with this word that it seems like is really speaking to you. I don't think it's necessarily a faith-based organization. Um, I think their tagline for my intent is just something about like starting real conversations or like good or deep conversations. It's super cool. I'd recommend looking into it, but I took this quiz and my word was joy. And I have felt the Lord speaking this message of joy and hope into my heart for, I couldn't even tell you how long. Um, so today I want to talk about that, but first Let's start with prayer, as we always should. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Totus tuus Maria ego sum. I am totally yours, Mary. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. So, joy and hope. What? Um, so my word was joy. And something cool about this particular organization is that you can get a customized piece of jewelry if you want to get your word put on it. So I decided that I was going to do this. And for the rest of this year, I have an arrow drawn to it, so I would remember to talk about it. Um, I have joy and hope that I put on my bracelet. And there are a lot of reasons. There are a lot of reasons why. But my word was joy. And Specifically, this mes this message of joy in hope. And what is that about? So what does it mean to have joy? Sometimes we think of, if you've ever seen the movie Inside Out, the main character, is one of the main characters is Joy, played by Amy Poehler. And this character, literally named Joy, is supposed to be the quality of joy. And so she's like bright yellow and she bounces off the walls and she's just like, woo, really excited all the time. And so what that movie and what some of us can sometimes think or portray joy as is this like peppy feeling. Like we all know people in our lives who are just like really peppy whenever we see them. I have one friend in particular who I can definitely, um, like she is joy incarnate. <laughs> like she is joy. Um, but like being peppy doesn't equate being joyful. 
Christ himself could be said to have been joyful when he was dying for us in agony on the cross. Um, so many saints and martyrs were said to go to their death with peace and joy. They weren't peppy, but there was this deep joy, like this deep contentment within them. So like, what is joy? Um, I felt like Father Mike Schmitz did a really good video on Ascension Presents recently. And I was like, yes, that is exactly like what I think of when I think of joy. And so it was right around Christmas. And he was talking about like how you can have joy at Christmas. And my favorite line from the video, he said, you can have a Merry Christmas, not because there's no suffering and not because there's certainty. Um, I think the video was called Joy in Uncertainty. And I mean, think about it. There are so many things that are uncertain in our lives. Like me right now, it's like my job, my future career path, um, my vocation. Like so many different things are like uncertain in my life. And so this quote, he said, um, you can have a Merry Christmas. That's actually how he said it. But I'm going to change it to joy. You can have joy, not because there's no suffering, not because there's certainty, but because there's Jesus. And so there's just this understanding of like joy at the deepest, truest heart of itself. So sorry, Disney Pixar, but you got it kind of wrong with your character. True joy is having Christ present in your life as your anchor knowing that no matter what comes, no matter what has happened or what is coming or even what's happening right now, like you can have joy because you have Jesus and you can have peace knowing that he will never leave you. And then if you're striving to do his will, that pleases him. And you can have joy in that. Even if there's suffering, and even if things are uncertain. So I really like that explanation of joy. So that's what I, um, with this channel, with this mission, with this ministry that I feel like God's calling me to like, Lord, do what you want with this, do what you want with me. That's kind of what I feel like joy is here. So when I say joy, that's kind of what I'm referring to, but this joy and hope, what's that about? So I mentioned having Jesus as like your anchor. And in scripture, we hear that hope is the anchor of the soul. So hope, what is hope? Father Mike Schmitz also does a really good job of explaining this in a way that made a lot of sense to me. I hope it makes sense to you. So hope is trusting God in the things to come. Um, trusting him to provide for you, but more so trusting that no matter what happens, he will always continue to be there. Like I have joy today because I, I have him today. Like he's with me today. There's peace in that. But hope is like continuing to trust that like tomorrow and the next day and the next day and for all eternity, like there's Jesus. So this joy in hope, we can be joyful even when we don't know what's coming because we trust that God's always going to be present. So I don't have a boyfriend. Um, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm called to marriage, but like, I don't know. Like I'm, I guess I'm not technically discerning marriage because I'm not in a relationship, but it's like, I hope and I have joy in the hope that like God will provide 
the guy for me in his time and when I'm ready. Um, God will provide um, like a job for me that like fits my gifts, my unique gifts and talents that he's given to me when he's ready and he knows I'm ready for it. So this overarching mission of joy and hope is something I really wanted to speak to, especially as we begin a new year with this channel. Um, and I, I want to start using that hashtag always. And the Bible verse that corresponds to that, that I felt like God put on my heart was Romans 12, 12, which literally starts with rejoice in hope. So if you see me start using that hashtag, that's why, um, please feel free to use it. So just so you know, that's like the overarching theme of every one of these videos. All of this content is having this joy in hope, regardless of what's going on in our lives. So speaking of which, I have another little message that I wanted to share today, and it's about wineskins. What's a wineskin? I don't really know. Um, it's what they used to put wine in. So like in the time of Jesus, he refers to wineskins. So in today's gospel at mass, that's where this term comes from. That's why it's on my mind. The gospel reading came from the gospel of Mark and near the end of it, verse 22 goes like this. No one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins and both the wine and the skins are ruined. Rather, new wine is poured into fresh wineskins. So, whenever I heard that at Mass this morning, that was a huge theme for me today, something I was reflecting on. But it came up again in adoration because a book I'm currently reading right now is also in part by Father Mike Schmitz, but also Jackie Francois Angel and Bobby Angel. So it's called Pray, Decide, and Don't Worry, Five Steps to Discerning God's Will. I recommend this book to anyone and everyone, whether or not you've even heard the word discernment or whether you feel like you're an expert on discernment, which I thought I was. I don't care if I already knew every single thing in this book. The fact that I need to hear it again right now in my life so profoundly means something. So like whoever you are, this book is for you. Anyway, so I've been reading it. Um, and fun fact, so this title is a play on words. So St. Padre Pio, one of his quotes was, pray hope and don't worry. So I love that literally in the title of this book, they swap the word hope and decide because so many of us, I mean myself included, so many of us get so worried um, that like we're going to do the wrong thing. Like we're somehow going to mess up God's will as if we were that powerful. Um, like that we're going to mess up our lives if we choose wrong. Like, I don't know if I'm called to be a priest or a sister. So like, I don't want to go off and try that if I like have this cushy job right now or this awesome boyfriend or girlfriend. Like, I don't care if I'm like feeling this call, like all of this stuff is set in stone right now. Like, I don't want to risk it all for what might not work out. Like we don't always live joy in the hope. But what if it does? Like, what if it does work out? 
So this book talks a lot about that. And I won't give the five steps away because I don't want to give away their whole book. You should just go read it. However, I will say that currently I am on the third step. That's all I'll say. I've been reading it for a while now and I'm currently on the third step. And what's really cool is both Jackie and Bobby, but then also Father Mike, they all have a little part of each chapter. So each step, they, they all commented on it. They all comment on it. And today I was reading in particular Jackie's point of view for step three. And it just hit home with where I'm at. And I promise it'll relate to the reading in a second. So bear with me. So basically her point is your present moment is not a waste. She talks about how during the time she was single, she was very much aware of the fact that like she believed she was called to marriage. And sometimes she was tempted to think like my life's not going to start until my vocation starts or until I meet my husband or whatever. And so the whole part, um, this whole section that she is writing in, she's trying to like dispel that fear. And she's just really trying to speak to people to say that, no, like your life is happening right now. It's not just going to start once you become a priest, once you become a nun, once you get married or once like God reveals to you that you're supposed to be um, like a consecrated single person, not hashtag forever alone in a lonely way, but like truly some people are called to just a consecrated single life where you live in the world, but you don't get married. Um, so like your life doesn't just start once you know what your vocation is. So that's a huge point of hers. And, um, the first thing that I really liked and even underlined from this section, she said, the present moment is a valuable time of training for whatever the Lord, the Lord <laughs> has in store ahead. The best gift, and she says this a little further down, the best gift you can give to your future vocation is to sanctify your present day, which means to make holy. So like the best gift you can give your future self or your vocation is to like become a good person now. She talks about how you can't be a healthy, holy person in a marriage if you're not a healthy, holy, single person. Um, so she says the best gift you can give to your future vocation is to sanctify, make holy your present day. We can grow in holiness and virtue in the quiet, unnoticed and underappreciated moments of each day. I love that pause. That actually made me think of a quote from Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. We're not going to get into whether or not that should have been written. I have some opinions on that. But I have read it. I'm a big Harry Potter fan. And my all-time favorite quote from it. Sorry, I didn't know I was going to share this right now. So I didn't have it up and ready. But don't worry, I have it on my phone. Um, my favorite quote from that um, movie is when Jenny is talking to Harry. And she says to him, Humility, guys, it's not on my phone anymore. That's okay. I might butcher it, but in effect, she says something like, the best parts of you have ever been 
have always been courageous in the most quiet ways. Somehow, like, saying to Harry, like, yeah, I know you've done all this crazy big stuff. <laughs> we all can name different things. But the best parts of you were the little bitty things you did that were courageous and that mattered, but that no one, no one ever noticed. Um, and it's so true. Like, we grow in holiness and virtue in the quiet, unnoticed, underappreciated moments of the day. When you get cut off in traffic, and instead of cussing the person out or even thinking a mean thought, like you just take a breath or like you're not bothered by it. Or even if the first thing that comes to your mind is actually God bless them. That's a moment of virtue. Like praise God for that because we're not all at that point. Or if you work in customer service, which I currently do or have before, um, when you encounter someone who is just wrong and you're like, honey, like we've had that particular product since we opened. Like, no, I promise it's not new. Instead of like fighting them on it, <laughs> literally this happened this past week. Um, I just took a breath, like smiled and I was like, I'm really glad that you enjoyed it. Like I didn't even address that it's something that we've had the entire time we've been open. Like I was just like, I'm really glad that you enjoyed it. Just like the little moments where you can accept the cross and accept humility and accept not having to be right. Like those, you guys, those are huge moments to God because he knows that they can be really hard for us and that they matter. So all of that being said, um, she ends it by saying, stay focused on your current step and make sure it is the best footing for the next. For today, be right where you are. Really love that. What came to my mind What in regard to like how this connects to the gospel reading, I kept reflecting on how important it is to be like fully present where you are and how actually, in fact, like if we're, if we're wanting to have the best footing right now to step forward, like Jackie talked about like, um, the present moment is a valuable time of training for whatever the Lord has in store at, in store ahead. Um, like he's making you a new wine skin. Like I had this huge epiphany today. I was like, Oh my gosh, Lord, that's exactly what you're doing to me because for months now, and maybe I even made a video about this. Um, I don't remember, but back in September, I was at this praise and worship event and I had never heard the song new wine by Hillsong had never heard it before that night, but it had this dramatic impact on me. And I love that song. And so my prayer for months has been the refrain, Jesus bring new wine out of me. Like even in the crushing and the pressing and when it hurts, like keep bringing new wine out of me, like do something new, like bring me my husband bring me a new job. Like I'm ready. Like, what do you want for me? Like make new wine out of me. And then today it was just like, but Morgan, for whatever reason, and like, you're not going to be able to see it until later, but like, you're not ready for him. Like maybe there's a past relationship that you still have some hurt from that you need healing from, or maybe right now, 
there are different people in your life that I want you to focus on or people that I want you to minister to or love that if you had a boyfriend, a significant other, or even a husband, like you wouldn't be able to be as devoted to these people as you are being single. Um, Maybe I don't want you to up and move across the country for this job that sounds really cool because I need you right where you are. Like there are so many reasons that God has for not letting things happen in our lives when we think they should. So I'd really like to share the prayer. I'd like to share the prayer with you that I wrote out um, because it just sums all of this up. So today in adoration, I wrote, dear Jesus, for months now, my prayer has been, Jesus, bring new wine out of me. Meaning, Jesus, bring me a boyfriend. Or better yet, just my husband, because I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait around or date around. Jesus, bring me my dream job. Something that'll utilize my gifts and talents of public speaking and sharing the faith with people. Or, you know what, just this job in particular or that job in particular that I applied for since surely nothing better can come along soon and I'm just tired of working where I am. We all feel that some days. Or whatever passing thing comes to mind, like Jesus bring new this, X, Y, Z, new clothes, new hairstyle, new friends, new, seriously, like add whatever in your heart you feel. Um, cause we all do. Though that prayer was truly inspired back in September, the, the time I heard you, I first, I told you, I first heard of new wine. Um, today's gospel reading and this reflection of Jackie's reminds me that You, Lord, must first prepare me to receive this new wine. So now my prayer is, Jesus, make a fresh wineskin out of me. Because think about it. Look at me just going back and forth with with the readings and stuff. But like it says, No one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins and the wine and the skins are ruined. So think about it. If like I'm over here just impatient for my husband, if God sent him to me today, what if I'm not ready? What if he's not ready? Like what if we're not both emotionally mature? Like what if we actually have a relationship that like, I don't know, what's one thing that people... Oh, people fail to communicate a lot. (laughs) Um, Let's say that both of us wouldn't be very good communicators. And like we might still end up together, but we're going to have a harder go of it and be more unhappy than we would be if like we waited and God allowed us to form our our communication skills. I don't know. Guys, I don't know why God's having me wait, but like he is. So I trust him. But think about it. Like if God sent the guy to me today and he wasn't the right guy, not only is our relationship 
or even our marriage not going to last, but I, myself, it says, would be ruined. The wine and the wineskins. So I would be unhappy. I wouldn't be fulfilled. I wouldn't be bringing God the greatest possible glory because for whatever reason, I was not ready. So I have to trust him. And same with a job. Right now, I love the job I'm working, but I just feel called to do more for Jesus and sharing his word with people. Pray for me. I don't know what that is. Um, And it's hard. It's hard to wait. Even when you know the job that you're doing has purpose, um, it's hard. It's hard to wait. But I have to trust God. I have to trust him. And I have to remind myself, like, Morgan, for whatever reason, like, if this job doesn't end up working out, maybe, who knows, maybe you would have started it and you wouldn't have been the best fit and you would have moved to Cincinnati and then just been helpless for a year and miserable. Like, you just don't, you just don't know. And the best thing about that, God, guys, is we have a God who does know every single possibility and we don't have to stress about it. Like, if we think he's calling us to do something or even if we just really want to apply for a job, go for it. If it doesn't work out, okay, well, you know, that wasn't God's will. It's not going to happen. But maybe it does. And maybe take that to a spiritual director, trusted friends, family members, people who know you well. Be like, do you think I would be good at this? Like, do you think God could be calling me to this? Pray about it. Take it to God. Be like, Lord, maybe you're just a student right now, but maybe sometimes you have decisions to make. Like, should I continue to play on the basketball team? Or should I really do drama club? Like, is that really helping me with my grades? Like, I'm really having a hard time in school. Like, is this really prudent for me right now? Or a good idea is another way to say prudent. Like, is this is this wise? Like, maybe you're having to make decisions right now. We all have to all the time. So wherever you're at, whether you feel like you're waiting um, or having to decide something, first and foremost, know that you have a God who loves you. You are created with a purpose for eternity. You can live a life of joy and hope right now because you have Jesus and you have his love and he will lead you so long as you stay rooted in him and have him as your anchor. So focus on your relationship with him today. Take take everything to him. Be like, Lord, here's this job. Or what do you want me to do with this? Lord, what college do you want me to go to? Or what high school even? Maybe that's something that you have to discern. What classes do you want me to take next semester? Whatever you're struggling with, or maybe just discerning, having to decide, take it to the Lord today and reflect on maybe how he's changing you to receive whatever is coming. Whether that's a vocation, whether that's a career, whether that's new friendships, whatever it is, trust that he's preparing you for that and that today he's inviting you to be the best version of yourself here and now. You don't have to wait for your life to begin 
once you get into high school or once you turn 21 or once you graduate college, once you find the perfect job, once you find the perfect spouse. Because honestly, you guys, nothing's perfect except God. So no job will ever make you perfectly happy. No school will make you perfectly happy. And no person will ever make you perfectly happy. So be rooted in God. Be rooted in Christ alone. Find your true happiness in Him. When you experience that ache for something more, take it to Him and know that He's the only one who can satisfy that. And once you're right with Him again, then you can more clearly see in what St. Ignatius calls a state of consolation. You'll be able to clearly see, oh my gosh, this is what I should decide. This is what I should do. And until then, you can have joy and hope in the waiting. At least that's what I keep telling myself. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Ad majorum de gloriam, all for the greater glory of God. Jesus, I trust in you. Please help my disbelief. Please help me and anyone watching this video to do whatever it is that you're asking us and help us to be patient, Lord, knowing that before we can receive the new wine that you have in store for us, which you do because you are so good, Jeremiah 29, 11, before we can receive the future and the hope that you have in store for us, we have to be open to being made into a new and fresh wineskin. Jesus, make a fresh wineskin out of me. I wrote it on my arm earlier in adoration. I felt like Mulan. Anyway, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Until next time. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Joy and Hope podcast, where we seek to bring light to the dark. If you enjoy our mission, we would love for you to become a patron on Patreon. Our patrons are what make it possible for us to continue doing Joy and Hope full-time, bringing you the inspiring creative content that uplifts you to live more joyful, hopeful lives. So please consider supporting us. Thanks so much for being here today. God bless and see you next time.